Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. We are in a battle. We are at war. And even though we sung the first song, the battle belongs to the Lord, man, that brings comfort to me. That also brings peace to me. We've heard that word peace several times today, and that's actually what we are going to be looking at. We have been going through Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God that God gives us the tools that we need. He gives us the things that are right for battle, but it's not a battle of the physical sense. It's a battle of the spiritual, and that's one thing that I want us to make sure that it's not about the flesh and the blood. That's not the battle. It's a spiritual battle. And everything that we are dealing with in the physical realm, it's connected spiritually. Have you uh, haven't had peace in a long time? The peace that the Bible speaks about that surpasses all understanding. Think about it. Are you at peace right now? Are you at peace right now? See, we are equipped with the gospel and we are commissioned to what? To bring the message of peace to others. I don't know if you saw the, the address of the president of Ukraine and, and he was addressing Congress and, and he was asking for help and he was asking uh, the president of the United States of one of, of one of, if not the strongest government in the world, he's asking, he's pleading for help. And he says, not only are you the president of of, of a strong nation, you are a leader of a strong nation, but you are a leader of the world. And he says, it's time to step up and be a leader of peace. Ooh, that got me. Because that should be our cry towards other believers. We believers, we the church, should be the leaders of peace. But yet, we're the opposite. Man, we are the opposite of peace when you see things that are happening in in today's world. Why? Why should we be? Because we know about peace. We know about peace. We know the peace of the gospel. And when we are followers of Jesus Christ, remember, we started this whole series with what? The belt of truth. And the belt of truth, it begins there. 
We have to dive in. We have to know the truth. Why? Because the truth will set what? Us free. That's where we start. Do you know truth? Do you know Jesus? And then the second part was the breastplate of righteousness. See, when you you know truth and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's not because of our righteousness, but it's because of his righteousness that we have a right standing with God. And when we realize and we know and we understand that we have a right standing with God, guess what? That should want us to do right. To make right choices. And we talked about how the breastplate is so important because why? It protects a vital part. It protects a vital organ. That's your heart. And that's how the enemy comes in and he creeps in and he starts stirring things up with your heart. The world tells us, well, if it's in your heart, it has to be true. No. The Bible tells us that we got to be careful because our heart can be deceitful. We have to be careful. And so we are here in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going ahead and start in chapter in verse 10. It says, finally, my brothers says what? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I love how Paul says he, he starts that off. The scripture should be coming up there here in a minute. You should see it on your screen. He says, finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord. He says it's not in your might. It's not even in your ability, but in the Lord's strength and in his might he says it's his power so we put on the full armor of god in his power and with his strength and he says put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to what stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against power Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand it in the evil day. And having done all. To stand. There's that stand. Standing firm. Remember that. And then he says it again. Stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for who you are, what you have done. And what you are going to do. Father God, as we go through the armor of God, Father God, I pray that this will be our battle cry. This will be something that we will not leave home unless we are fully prepared. We are fully suited up with the armor of of God, of your armor, Father. Father, but I pray that we would be people of peace as we look at peace this morning. 
Father, I pray that you would guard my tongue and the words that are coming out of my mouth. They're not my words, but your words. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to come and worship you this morning. Father, we love you, and we ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I'm wearing my, my favorite sneakers, my favorite tennis shoes. And the reason why they're my favorite is because they are so comfortable. When I know that I'm going to be on my feet for a long time, these are the shoes that I wear. Now, some of you already know. Some of you are like, oh, he's going to be preaching for a long time. Does that? No, I will not be preaching for a long time. But these are some of my favorite tennis shoes because they're just so comfortable and they're so uh, easy on my feet when when I'm standing for hours or I'm going to walk long distance. These are my shoes. I'm sure you have some of your favorite tennis shoes that you like to wear that are comfortable, that are broken in. Some of you may have high heels. On those special occasions, women, you may have those high heels where you're, you're walking and you, I, I just don't know how you can do it, but you can do it, God, whoo, powerful. But you know, you can't run in those high heels, right? Because those high heels are not made for running. Tarina, she has these special shoes for track that she wears only when she's throwing, right? And they're special made shoes. It's, it's so that she has that grip. The bottom of the shoe, they have these powerful grips. So when she turns, she won't slip. There's there's thousands and thousands of different kinds of shoes, especially in the athletic world. And Paul says here, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He says, you got to make sure you have your shoes of peace on. What does that mean? Well, what is peace? What is peace? Peace is where God's calmness and God's tranquility overrule your concerns. Let me repeat that. uh, Peace is where God's calmness and God's tranquility overrule your concerns. There was a story that was said that there was a contest and these two painters says, you know what, I could draw, I could draw the perfect uh, picture. I could paint the perfect picture of peace. One guy painted of a really nice sunset with calm waters and beautiful green trees. And, and it was just the, the ray of light just shining down. And it was just so beautiful and so calm. The, the skies were clear and, and just beautiful. The other guy painted was the opposite. It was dark. It was lightning. There was roaring rapids in the river, hitting up against the the rocks. And just in this corner, between two rocks, he painted a bird nest. And in the bird nest was a bird that was just singing away. In the midst of that bird's chaos, in the midst of the storm, you just see that bird's not worried. That's true peace. How can we get to that point? How can we get to that point where in the middle of life chaos, 
we have that true peace that surpasses understanding. How do we get to those shoes, right? How do we get those kicks? That's the word that the, the, the teenagers use, right? Kicks the shoes. I want those kicks. You know, shoes are very important of our lifestyle, right? How many of you came to church without any shoes? <laughs> Everybody came to church with shoes, right? It's important. And it's the same thing. Of the, it's a vital part of the armor. He says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. See, John 16, verse 33, it says that these things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace. This is Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, because why? He says, I have overcome the world. And I just like, I just love it how all this is being connected. I hope that you, you come to church fully armored up. But just in case you haven't, do you know the truth? The truth is Jesus. How's your relationship with Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? And the second thing is, when you have a relationship with Jesus and you have been washed, you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we have a right standing with God. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter what you think. You have been forgiven. Man, we live in a world where we just want to blame, blame, blame. And I'm telling you, church, it doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you where you are. He loves you where you are in your life. And you have to understand that. You have to know that you are, when it's because of the blood of Christ that we have a right standing with God. That just amazes me. He loves me, and he loves you. It's all about Jesus, and if it's anything else, we, it's nothing. It's nothing. In the Romans uh, shoes, you know, because they didn't have Nikes back then in the, in the Roman days, you know. They had these sandals, and I have a picture of the sandal uh, that will be posted up here. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Something that I've learned. If you if you could look close on the bottom of it, it has these like these little tacks. They're like cleats, and that's for the. So when the Roman soldiers, when they're either going up a hill or they're going into battle, guess what? Why do you think they had those little cleats on the bottom of their sandals? Yes. So those cleats could grab onto the earth so that they could stand firm. And it goes back to what? Where Paul says that we have to stand firm. 
See, the gospel of peace is being right with God, knowing because of what Christ has done that you are right with God. And when you know that you are right with God, it brings this peace. And see, Paul is telling us that you need to stand firm just in case evil days come, right? Did he say that just in case? No, he said probably you might have some be ready, right? Maybe. No. He says, when, when evil days come. There's so many of us that is trying to run a marathon with some high heels on. And we wonder why we're not getting anywhere. There's some of us that we're trying to play the game of football with no shoes at all. And we wonder why we're getting hurt. Why we're getting put on the injured list. See, we're getting put on the injury list. Why? Because we are not preparing ourselves. We're not preparing our heart. And we're not allowing God to do the fighting for us. If we want change, if you want change, if we want change, we have to begin with his word. He says that we have to stand firm. But not only, this is pretty interesting. See, these, these sandals, they, they provide traction, right? They, 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 they provide traction. When they're fixing to go up against something, it's, they're going to stand firm. But also, I read that they also use it as a weapon. I mean, it's very horrific, but when they're into hand-to-hand combat and they knock the soldiers down, they knock their enemies down, they start kicking the enemy with those cleats, with those spikes. And see, when the enemy comes in and he's drawing chaos and he's Making, having confusion in your life, and you get into his word, and you start to stand firm, guess what? Man, you're backing the enemy down. You're knocking him down, and guess what? Step on it. Not today, Satan. Not today. See, church, the world is at war. It's not just happening in Ukraine or in Russia. Man, it's happening in our homes. It's happening in our jobs. It's happening in our churches. Do you understand? It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle that is happening. I saw this painting on, I think it was on Facebook, and, and it was a guy who was, was, shows him walking down the street and and. And it has half of it is, is, is what he sees. You know, the grocery store, the cars going by, people walking. And then the other half was just this dark battle. And it has the angels and the demons, and they were just fighting each other. And I was just like, wow, that's really how it is. That there's a battle going over your house right now. There's a battle going on outside of these walls right now. 
There's a battle going over our community. There's a battle going on in our schools, in our hospitals. There's a battle going on. And when we, when we are suited up with the full armor of God, mm, See, I think of it this way as the, the peace is kind of like a bridge. You're walking on a bridge and one side you have righteousness. And then the other side you have truth. And that bridge itself is peace. See, when you realize and you know the truth and the righteousness that, that we are in right standing with God, honestly... We have nothing else to worry about. We have nothing else to worry about. We were talking about, we were spending some time with, with Roman and, and Christian yesterday, and we were talking, and, and Roman was talking about how uh, sometimes we get so caught up in lies. You know, our number one rule is, is don't lie, because that can be a cause of other Things And sometimes we, we're so deep in our lies that we begin to believe our lies. And we have to be careful. That's why it's so important to have our waist tighten, our belt tighten with the belt of truth. Because we are fighting a battle with the prince of lies, the father of lies. What lie is it that you are believing? What lie is it that you are believing and that you're actually probably following? See, if the truth sets you free, what does a lie do? It keeps you in bondage. We don't want to be in bondage. See, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, I love this. It says that in the peace of God, and we've heard this, it surpasses all understanding. Will what? Will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. See, there's that heart, that vital organ. And remember, right, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, right? And the, and, the, and the shoes of peace. It's all coming together. See, it's the peace of God. See, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts, right? When you're going through that hard time, when you're going through that, that pain of, of just not getting the news that you want with your health, or maybe you're, you're going through that relationship, that brokenness of that relationship, or maybe you're going through that, that you're, you're dealing with a prodigal in your life. Have you ever met people who is going through some hard times, but yet there's this peace about them? It's because of Christ. It's because they know where their peace comes from. And see, in 2 Thessalonians 
chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. See, let me repeat that. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Do you understand that? When I was reading that, I was just like, what? Always? In every way? Even when I'm struggling with my mind, you can bring peace. Even when I'm struggling with my health, you can bring me peace. Even when I'm just so tired and I don't know what else to do and my mind is running rapid because I've, there's so much, you can still bring me peace. He's with me. He is with me. See, the shoes of the armor of God, it demonstrates the paradox of a Christian faith. God's ways are not the same as the world's ways. In the world, we see that the strong will survive. And the weak are defeated. The powerful rule and the the vulnerable serve them. But in God's kingdom, the first are last and the last will be first. The leaders serve and the weak are strengthened. That is the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. We were just talking about that this morning. God is using me. God is using you. We're part of his church. We're part of his story. See, our goal is not to defeat people. Our goal is not to to kick people while they're down. Our goal is not uh, to argue with people who disagree with us. But our goal is to be God's instrument in setting the captives free. Our goal as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, is to have those shoes of peace, to bring peace to others. Man, why why are you going through all this, but yet you have so much peace? It's because of Jesus. It's to set those sinners free. What does peace mean to you? So many times we look at the earthly things to bring us peace. But we've learned that it doesn't satisfy us. They're temporary, right? It may satisfy us for a little bit. But there's something about the gospel that just fulfills everything that we ever needed, everything that we ever wanted. It's amazing. What is it that you're struggling with this morning? As Gary comes up, are you struggling with that peace? 
Are you struggling with just experiencing peace in your own life? And maybe God is, is putting you on the set of this bridge and you're just so scared because that bridge doesn't, it looks shady, right? But if you have righteousness on one side and truth on the other, you can step on that bridge knowing that there's peace because it's the truth that holds that bridge up. Let's not leave home without having our shoes of peace. Oh, how beautiful the feet are that spreads the gospel. Spread the gospel of peace. As Gary plays, I'll ask you, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? You know what? Maybe you have been going through life barefooted. Maybe you've been going through life without having that armor of God that Paul speaks about in Ephesians 6. I'll ask you, it starts with truth. Do you know if something happens to you today and your life is ended today, do you know where you would go? If you don't, And I'll ask you that today will be that day that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can make today know that you can spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. Because you placed your faith on Him and on Him alone. If that's you, come. If that's you, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and say, You know what? I want to begin with the belts of truth and I want to know the truth. I want to be free. Come. Right? Who, who doesn't want to be free? Who doesn't want to be saved? Right? That's, a, that's really the question to ask. Do you really want to be saved? Of course. But have you taken the steps to receive him as your Lord and Savior? Take this opportunity now. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.